Um, so Gladys Rockwell told me on Tuesday that I had to preach the message I pro- preached last week again. <laughs> and truly, God has something for you this morning that is, there's a depth and it's about him moving in your thinking and moving in, in how you perceive things. And so um, last week we talked about living under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And I used the verse out of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 that to not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead be filled with the Spirit. And so um, this idea of being filled with the Spirit, it's the idea of us surrendering to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that it's, it's kind of a difficult thought to embrace that in everything I do, there, there's this leading of the Holy Spirit that wants to move through me. And he is so wanting to get our attention that all that we do would be surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about Jesus for a moment, um, his time on the earth when he walked. And he walked every day, and I don't know about you, but I study the Gospels. And then I I think, there's got to be a pattern. There's got to be this key that unlocks his power moving. And and I, I never found a pattern. What I saw was him doing unique things at unique moments. Like he would stop a, a, a casket and raise the, the sun in the casket. Or he would, um, he would hear the heart's cry of somebody and he would respond to it. He would be exhausted and weary. And then he said, but I have compassion for them people because they're like a sheep without a shepherd. And so he would take strength from the father and he would speak the words to the people and he and he and sometimes he traveled with the disciples and sometimes he didn't and sometimes he went here and sometimes he would stay back and it's amazing how he moved under the influence of the holy spirit and the scripture says in john chapter 5 verses 19 and 20 it says jesus says this i tell you the truth the son he can't do anything by himself He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. It says, for the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. See, all the time that he walked on the earth, Jesus moved under the influence of the Holy Spirit, moving in sync with what was supposed to be and what he was supposed to do. I always found it amazing that he walked past the lame man at the temple of Gate Beautiful, who was there every day for, I don't know, what was it, 30 or 40 years he was there. And Jesus walked past him and he never healed him. Isn't that interesting? But then the disciples come and they're stirred by the Holy Spirit and he is healed in one second of time. And you see the moving of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit sees our hearts. And he sees the hearts that you encounter. And he sees the people that you're meeting every single day. And he knows what 
is ready and what is necessary and what is good in each moment. And so he, he will speak to us and stir us to do something. So I found this, this illustration. And you have to understand, it's not my illustration, okay? But it, I truly believe that this illustration actually gives us a picture of what God wants to do in our lives and how he's doing it. So I need your imagination to do this illustration because I don't have my stick here. (laughs) I want you to imagine that you're at a hotel room and you ordered pizza, okay? Is that hard to imagine? So the pizza guy shows up at the hotel room and knocks on the door. And um, he's got your pizza. Except for one thing. It's not in a box. It's in his hand. And the cheese is dripping down his arm. And some of it's falling on the floor. And he said, are you the one that ordered this pizza? Can you imagine what your first question is going to be? Where is the box? Isn't that your question? Where is the box? Because you were expecting your pizza to come in a box. For it to come in a vessel, were you not? But I want you to understand something. stuck this box this box is worth about 39 cents it's not very valuable it's just a box and um, it takes on tremendous importance and value by what is in the box It isn't the box that brings value to the pizza. It is what is in the the box that brings value to the box. And you have to begin to see yourself as this box that the Holy Spirit wants to be in you. He wants to use you. You don't have to be super beautiful. You don't have to be gifted and talented. You don't have to know everything. All you have to do is be clean And you have to be empty. You just have to be clean and you have to be empty. And then he will fill you. He will fill you and he will use you. And God is looking for empty vessels. He's saying, who's going to say yes? He's saying, because I bring value to whatever vessel I fill. Not only do I bring value, I give you ability. I give you ability to do things you can't do on your own. And I know the hearts of people. I know the hearts of people. And I know you need to send yourself to this person. Because they're desperate. And he wants to use you. See, you don't ever know when the Holy Spirit is going to want to urge you and use you. So if you're going to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you have to live surrendered and that he has to have all of you. 
You see, he doesn't just want your heart. We think, oh, God wants our heart. And he does. But the Holy Spirit actually wants your mind. He wants your body. He wants your, your passions. He wants your drive. He wants the entirety of who you are. And when you give it all to him and you surrender and you're empty, he'll fill you. See, it's never about you. It's about him in you. And we make it all about us and we say, I could never do that. Well, I, I, I never have done that. Well, that would be too scary or that would be too hard or that, that would be too difficult. And the Holy Spirit says, but you don't understand. I bring value to you. I bring what you need. I am what you need. I want you to tell you the, the Holy Spirit is wanting to stir your heart. He's wanting to um, make you understand that he wants to use you. And it's about, it really is about him wanting you to understand how much he wants to use you. You see, he didn't just pick Ruth. He didn't just pick Becca or Brooke or Jim. He, he didn't. He picked all of us. And he wants to fill all of us. And he wants to use all of us. And his purposes on the earth will be fulfilled when all of us grab hold of the truth that he wants to use us. And that we are an empty vessel that he wants to use. Yeah. I want to tell you, long ago... I was young in this. And I met somebody. We were like at a gathering of like five churches. And I met this couple in, in this meeting. In, in this, actually, I think we were eating pie together or something. And I met them. And I went home and the Holy Spirit urged me to write to them. And I'm like, why in the world? It, 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 I don't get it. Like, they don't even know me. Why would, they, why, why would they want a letter from me? And I went back and forth, and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to say yes. And so I sat down, and I wrote this letter to this couple. And I kind of took a deep breath and sealed it and mailed it. Never heard anything. And I was like, that was a bomb. You know, you just kind of have those feelings because you're looking for some kind of response because you don't understand that the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing and he knows who to stir and he knows when to stir you and he knows who to send you to because he sees their heart. And so I seriously, I think it was almost a year later. It was a long time. We were at another meeting and there was that couple and, and I met them and they, they said, you don't understand. And I'm like, what? And they pulled my letter out of her purse. And they said, we read it every day. You don't understand what this meant to us and what it did in our lives because you sent this letter. And I was like, really? You know, you, you just are like that. And that is the kind of things that Papa God wants to do through you. That's the kind of things that he wants to do. And when we're living under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the thing we have to remember is that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the house of the Holy Spirit. It actually says in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, it says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? 
And if you think about how they built that temple in Israel and they'd all come and worship there and the spirit would descend and the presence would be in that, in that temple, you are that temple and he wants to be in you. He lives in you and you don't belong to yourself. And, and you're never separated from him. The Holy Spirit comes and he comes to live in you. And it tells us in Romans eight fourteen that we are to be, if we're children of God, are you children of God? It says, then you need to be led by the spirit of God. You need to be led. So I, I want to get practical and I want, I want to help you to, to understand how to be led, led well. So the Holy Spirit wants to work in you in lots of places. You see, we, we think about the Holy Spirit moving in the service. And Becca stood up here and she said, I believe the Lord has a word for Geraldine this morning, right? We heard that. And that was the Holy Spirit moving in the service. But we have to think beyond this gathering together. That the Holy Spirit wants to use you. How about in your job? You see, who's at your job that's ready to commit suicide? Who's at your job that, that needs the hope of God poured into their life? Who needs you to pray for healing for their marriage? Who needs you to, to hear the voice of the Father stirring you to ask a question? Sometimes all it takes is you to ask a question. See, and if we're going to live under the influence, then we have to see ourselves as moving under the influence, not only in church, but on our job, right? And what about in, in our sports activities and, or activities, things we do? Have you considered who's on that field or who's in that game or who's where you're running or who, wherever you're doing, what activity you're, you have a part of? Who needs something that the Holy Spirit wants you to give to them? You see, you can't just be here and moving in the Spirit. You have to be everywhere. You see, he wants us to be moved by the Spirit in all, all around us. All around us. And think about uh, even creative works. How might the Holy Spirit move in you? What, what might be invented because you sit and move under the urging of the Holy Spirit? And you come up with this crazy idea and you think, wow, that's dumb. And it's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I've got something for you to do. This is going to make a difference. And because you do this, it's going to affect this person and this person and this person. Because I see the whole picture. And I'm able to move through you. And so we have to see ourselves in every area of our life. You see, the list just goes on and on. The Holy Spirit wanting to use us wherever we are. You have to surrender to the Holy Spirit completely. And you have to understand how much, how much he wants to direct you and lead you. So one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit in your life, of him influencing you, is that he actually helps you look more like Jesus. <laughs> Papa, you got a tough job here <laughs> to make me look more like Jesus. You see, it's, we surrender to the Holy Spirit's influence, and then we begin to understand his working is to cause us to love Jesus more. 
and to love one another more. And then we begin to look like Christ more. You see, on your own, you can't say, okay, today, everything changes. I am going to look like Jesus from now on. You see, in ourselves, we we don't have that ability. We don't have that. We have potential to move in the things of God, but we don't have that ability on our own. But the Holy Spirit in us, oh my goodness, he is moving. And you know what he loves to do? He loves to take all the things you're dealing with, all those difficulties, all those things that you think, this is so hard. All of those things. He doesn't cause them, but he loves to take them. And in his process, he forms Jesus in you. He makes you more like him. He, he awakens in you, God moving in, in your life. It, it says in 2 Corinthians 3, look at this verse. Starting in verse 17, it says, for the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And then it says this. So all of you who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So you have to, as you're allowing the Holy Spirit to influence you in your life, you realize that he's taking everything that comes against you, every situation and he's using it to bring his glorious work in you causing you to be more kind more patient more loving more to see beyond yourself we're pretty self-stuck sometimes and the holy spirit is all about others and seeing god using us for others i love that and the holy spirit is continuously wanting to increase you see I didn't preach last week and say, you need to walk under the influence of the spirit. And then this Sunday, you're there. It's an increase and it never ends. Do you understand that? There's an increase. There's always more. There's always more increase, more and more and more. He wants to cause you to know and walk and understand and see and that your eyes will be opened and your ears will hear and your heart will be able to, to take in what the spirit is saying and doing. It says in Colossians 1.10, it says that you will walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and then what? Increasing in the knowledge of God. Wow. So the Holy Spirit is working in all of us as individuals, and he's wanting us to move into a different... I've never felt... His presence pulling, uh, stirring, wanting us to move into a different way of thinking, a different way of acting than I am right now. And I'm so aware. Even this week, I, I w- would wake up and I would say, Holy Spirit, I so want you to influence me today. Lead me today. Show me what to do and what not to do. Be that voice inside of me. Did you know that the Holy Spirit comes to move amongst us collectively? I asked you, where is he leading us as the body? You see, together we are the body of Christ. 
We are his hands and feet, his heart, uh, his knees, his ankles, his wrists. He, we are the body of Christ. We're his, the organs, we're the vessels, we're, we're all. And he, Jesus, is the head. And the body of Christ, when it comes together collectively, has something that you don't have when you're an individual. And God, that's why he says, don't forsake your assembly together. Because he knows that when you come together, there's something released. Something that happens when they come together. And um, the more we move together with the Holy Spirit as individuals, the more the Holy Spirit is able to move through us collectively. And I want you to think about something for a minute. Um, Revival actually happens when we move together in the Holy Spirit. And we're crying out for revival. And so he's saying, hey, this is the steps you go through. You begin to be aware of the Holy Spirit moving in you. And then you come together as a body and you be aware of what he's saying and doing as the body. I want you to think about the men, the outpouring in the book of Acts. It was the men and women. They were gathered in that upper room that day. And they didn't know what they were waiting on. But... They knew they were waiting for something the Father promised them. So they were waiting. And they're sitting there, and I'm sure they're, they're coming up with all these ideas. Okay, this is why we're together. God must be building unity between us. Something. There's something God's doing because he has us gathered together. And then the Holy Spirit fell. And... There's something that happened in that moment when the Holy Spirit fell upon them collectively. All of a sudden, everything they understood and thought shifted. You see, they thought Jesus came to save Israel. And God's picture was so much bigger. He came to save the world. And they came together and they're waiting. And they realize, oh, well, but we always do it at the temple. And he's like, out on the streets, there's people out there that need Jesus. And they found themselves going places. And it shifted how they thought. They begin to sell stuff and actually live together. And everything that had its pull and um, desire shifted in that time that the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they begin to move in ways they'd never moved before. They met in houses. They shared bread together. They even moved in with one another. It it was a crazy time of the Holy Spirit moving. But he was doing something in their midst. He was preparing them to understand that God so loved the world. That God so loved the world. That he had something for his people to do. And at this moment, the people who thought they were chosen and the elite ones recognize that they were thinking wrong there was something that happened in their focus in their mind and maybe you're asking well what what does what i just say have to do with being influenced by the holy spirit i want you to see things from a little different i I want you to open your hearts to what god wants to do in you and in this house you see, we've been asking for revival. And moving under the influence of the Holy Spirit is actually a step in that process. But God is pouring 
right now, God is pouring his, his spirit out on all flesh. It was promised, and it is happening. It seriously is happening. And if you look around the world, if you just look in the United States, the need for a move of God has never been more needed. Never in all of history. Have you looked at our nation? There are so many people headed to eternity without God. Do you understand how many people do not know Jesus? And the Holy Spirit is preparing people so they can move in a way that, that, that he can move in a way he's never moved before. And you are a part of that move. And he wants you to be aware of how he moves so that you can move with him. And I believe he's calling the church to wake up. We have to wake up. And he's asking us as a people to surrender our will and our ways and our understandings. You see, the, in the book of Acts, those men and women, they had to let, lay down all the stuff that the traditions and all the things they had understood up to this point. And all of a sudden there was this moment of the, uh, God is doing something different and I want to get on board. And I'm asking you, if God is wanting to do something different, are we willing to get on board? So as the body of Christ at Lighthouse Church, what is he asking from us? What is he asking from us? You see, he wants us to be those empty vessels he moves through. And he wants revival to be released through us. And what might look like the men and women in Acts, they didn't have any idea what re- revival would look like. And I don't believe God is going to move like he moved in the book of Acts. I believe this is a different move. God always is doing something different. Check out the Gospels. He's always moving in different ways. And how is revival going to come? How is it, what is it going to look like? It's not going to look like the Jesus people movement. It's not going to look like the Azusa Street movement. It's not going to look like all the revivals that have come before. This is going to be the revival of all revivals. And it's going to be different. And you see, he wants to be able to move the way he wants to move. And we can't put him in a box and say it has to look like this. We can only do this. We will only move this way. We have to be available for the influence of the Holy Spirit. Nothing prepared them for the radical way that God began to shift and move in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. Nothing prepared them. They had not a clue of what God was doing. And it was so beautiful. And it was so good. And I ask again, what does it look like at Lighthouse Church? I think God is asking us to lay down our thoughts and ways and allow his ideas to form a plan. I believe he's been preparing us to be vessels, those empty boxes, be vessels of great value, usable vessels. You see, revival can't come here If it's only me, it takes the body. It takes the whole body. Revival takes the whole body of Christ moving in sync with the Holy Spirit. Maybe we're called to change how we do church. 
I don't know. I've been praying for months about this. What are you wanting, God? What are you wanting to do? What does it look like? What do you, what do you want? If you notice on the sheet in the fall, there's no beginning of fall ministry. I want to tell you why there's no date beginning fall ministry. Because I believe God has something big and huge he wants us to do. And I don't understand the full plan. I believe that there's a piece of the puzzle missing that I don't get. And he has promised me over and over. He said, Ruth, I'm leading I am leading my hands on you. We're, we're moving forward. Trust me. Trust me. Walk with me. And I'm like, but fall is coming, Lord. Don't you understand? Fall is coming and I need to be, come on, God. And so I'm telling you right now, we're waiting. I need you to begin praying. Say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in this house? How do you want to take us? How do you want us to be outside the box? We're doing that junk in the trunk sale, but we're setting up a a, a booth to, to pray over people that they come to buy and then they get surprised and get blessed and prayed over and healed and delivered and saved. Doesn't that sound like a good plan? I'm trying to think outside the box, trying to not say I have to be outside the box, but be Holy Spirit. What do you want to do? So my daughter, she called me or texted me actually. And she said, mom, you remember you met Robin once. Um, She's asking if you would pray over her. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I've only met this person once. And she's wanting me to pray over her. And in one second of time, I had an understanding come upon me. The Holy Spirit breathed on me and he said, you don't understand the significance of this house with prayer. You don't understand that this prayer affects the nation and the world because of what you stand for and believe. And this person is reaching out because she knows that you pray and God hears and answers. And I, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. And so I begin to pray. And the Lord says, I want you to write to her. So I was like, okay. Lord, I got a lot on the message to do, so this is like going to really conflict with that, you know, <laughs> you know, my plans. I said, okay, I'll be obedient, Lord. I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? I want you to give her hope. I want you to tell her that I hear her prayers. I want you to tell her that I see her situation and that I'm moving in it. I want you to tell her to stand strong and believe me because I'm a God that does the impossible. And so I began to write to her and I I formulated a letter and and then I said, holy, they don't even really believe in um, the gifts of the spirit, but I said, Lord, do you have a word for her? I just knew that the Lord had a word for her. So I said, okay, what is the word for her? Oh, maybe I should call Angela because she always has the good words. So I'll just text her and I'm like, oh, she's on vacation. Okay, Holy Spirit, I can hear your voice. What, what do you want to say? And I said, Mike, I really believe that you should ask the Lord for a word. And so the two of us sent her a word at the end of the letter. I'm telling you, you should see. I got back this morning. You don't understand how many desperate people are out there 
and how much the Holy Spirit wants to use you, not your neighbor, you, and what he wants to move through you. And so he's going to be stirring you to write people. He's going to be stirring you to make a phone call. He's going to be stirring you to take food to somebody. He's going to be stirring you to buy some clothes for somebody. He's going to be stirring you to take some uh, school supplies. I don't know what he'll do. God has his own ways, and his ways are so far above ours. Don't lean into your own thoughts and ways. Don't try to make it happen. Just be surrendered and available. Be that empty vessel that he can move through so that he can touch lives. The church needs to be the answer. We have to rise up and be the answer to the people around us. We have to. We have to start functioning different and thinking different. And it begins with you. It begins with you. Thank you, Lord. Won't you stand with me? I encourage you again. Would you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and influence you and use you? Would you tell him you want to be that empty vessel that he can use and move through? He sees your heart. sees your heart and he's calling to you this morning and he's saying let me fill you and you will walk the most exciting journey you've ever been on say yes to me and I'll move through you say yes to me and I'll fill you and cause you to do incredible things because I in you am able. I thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Breathe on us, O breath of God. Let your wind flow in and through us. Get rid of the trash stuff. Empty out the garbage and have all of me. God, I don't want to hold back. I want you to have all of me. So I present myself to you this morning. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to so speak because you speak to individuals differently. You know how they can hear. Speak to each person here this morning that they know it's you. That it's your spirit directing them. And I ask you to give them courage that they would step out in faith and be obedient to what they believe the Holy Spirit's asking them to do. And I ask you, Lord, I say here we are, Lighthouse Church, your body in Walworth, Wisconsin. Here we are. Use us to bring revival to the world, Lord. We're not big, but we are mighty. We are mighty, and we're people who want to obey you with all of our hearts. We want to be your vessels, God. So we cry out to you, and we say, come, move in us. Move in us, oh God.
just wait before the Lord a moment? Holy Spirit, is there anything that you want to do or say? Just wait before you, Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so, the, so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not our own. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed, we do not quit. We might be persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we are not out. We continually share in the death of the Lord Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first I believed and then I spoke by faith. So we also first believe and then speak by faith. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word. It's so powerful, so true, so mighty. We thank you that as clay vessels, we stand ready to be directed and empowered by your Holy Spirit. You gave us your Holy Spirit to empower us to do great things for you. You are partnering with us in this endeavor. You're leading and we're following love you. We praise you and thank you. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. As we close, can we pray over Robin? Because your collective prayers change things. So as a group, we, we lift up this woman and we ask, Lord, that the power of the living God would flow through her situations, that you would move, that you would give her courage to stand in the darkness, that your light would shine into the problems, your light, you would bring healing and deliverance and freedom, that your hand would move with such power in this situation. And she will stand in awe because of your spirit moving in her situation. We thank you, Lord, that your hand's not short concerning her, that it's not too hard, and that you, the mighty God, can move in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Put your hand in your heart this morning.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his peace upon you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go in his grace and walk in his spirit today.